Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. And we are still <clears throat> going to, pardon me, um, uh, know and believe and work toward as Americans to keep America that shining city on the hill blessed from sea to shining sea by our creator god and uh we are established in that principle the judeo-christian principle even though uh we do uh give freedoms to every citizen of this nation and even those who come here to visit the right to exercise their own freedoms and for the first time regardless of who you are uh in this country well, not for the first time, but uh, certainly for the first time in a long time, we are seeing a certain unity in this nation because of an enemy that has revealed to us and has unmasked to us the fact that um, we're all in this together. And I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your religious black background is. As far as that is concerned, when we talk about we're all being flesh and blood beings, it kind of makes the rest of our differences insignificant, doesn't it? And you see, friends, that's what this whole point is about. And I want to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that uh, a little bit more here today i have two guests uh coming up today and um both of them are friends and people that i have uh come to to know over a period of time uh burgess owens a former nba star and super bowl champion uh played for both uh, the jets and the oakland raiders new york jets and the oakland raiders uh, will be with me coming up here at uh, in the bottom of the hour. And then Paris Denard, who works with me uh, and uh, Black Voices for Trump and, of course, works for the president uh, himself, Paris Denard, um, communications director uh, there for the Trump campaign. One of the communications directors for the Trump campaign will be joining me uh, at the top of the next hour after the news. And there's much for all of us to talk about because what we're beginning to see is the common denominator. <laughs> you know what the common denominator is for every one of us? 
death. Oh, I don't care how black or white or if you wore the Klansman's uniform or how many times you shot the Black Power sign. The common denominator for all of us is death. And in times like these, in times like these, when um, <laughs> we are everybody, I don't care who you are, what religion you happen to like or or whatever you know you are have been told that you best stay inside stay away from other people in order to to keep from getting something that could kill you and and even though and 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 i, I have to be i have to be honest with this i even though i did in fact <clears throat> tweet out uh follow me on twitter at rev cl bryant I did tweet this out, and I said this a couple of days ago on uh, on the show, because I, I, I believe this. I believe this. Uh, uh, this is true. I believe this is true. I believe that when you think about the fact that if masks work, why do businesses need to be closed? Yeah, if masks work, why do businesses need to be closed? If they don't work, why are we forced to wear them? Businesses don't need to close if the masks work, right? Because the masks work. But if they don't work, then what's the point in forcing people to wear them, why did the uh, beautician in Texas, Dallas, go to jail? I mean, what was that all about? If, if they work, uh, then there's no need for her business to ever been closed. Right? You just go through the proper uh, hygienic procedures of uh, sterilizing your hands with the proper things and putting the, keeping the mask on, sterilize. I sterilize the mask. <clears throat> yeah. Um, before I put my mask on or, or my bandana on when I'm going out or if I'm going to wear it around, uh, I, I sterilize it. It's sterilized too. My hands are sterilized. The inside of my nostrils are sterilized. Friends, if they work, then businesses don't need to be closed. But if they don't work, then the question has to be, why are we forced to wear these masks? What's, what's up with that question? That's the question. And so we find ourselves uh, in a uh, situation where you truly do see how we could be taken over, controlled by the heavy hand of big government. Yeah, the heavy hand of big government. And 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 some somehow, listen to me. It feels as though, you know, <clears throat> you can get used to this pretty easy. 
it seems to me as though it's somewhere in our innermost part. And maybe this is uh, because uh, we are relational and relationship creatures in our innermost parts. We want to depend on that somebody else to make this right for us. And that somebody else is in the personage of a faceless uh, individual that all of us call government. And the bottom line is government always points back to you because you either allow that to continue the way it's going on because you like it or you're comfortable with it or whatever, or you say you, you, you say, you say, and how do you say it? You say it with your vote Uh, for the good, the bad, I think for the good, at first, I did not, but now I do, because I'm I'm looking at it from both sides of the street. I've been on both sides of the street. Many of you have never traveled to the other side of the street, uh, and that's what libertarianism is all about: is being able to examine both sides of the street and understanding your side. Yeah, but we have become and are becoming uh, comfortable with big government calling the shots and we cannot allow ourselves to become codependent. That's where organizations like the one I'm associated with freedom works comes in, go to freedomworks.org freedomworks.org. Tell them you heard about it on the CL Bryant show and become a part of a movement that is dedicated to keeping America great as we have been for the last 30 odd years in this country. And we are still standing strong, still standing firm in the face of all of the adversity that is going on because true to the name freedom works. It does. I mean, but there has to be freedom that's governed with that's uh, uh, tempered with liberty the understanding of liberty and the understanding of personal government. A self-governing people is who we were intended to be. And because of that, words like uh, our uh, government does not work for no other but a morally inclined people. And the best example of moral inclination that the founders could uh, muster were the Judeo-Christian ethics and principles. And even though, yes, there have been many crimes and uh, atrocities committed in the name of Christ in Christianity, uh, those things had nothing to do with Christ or Christianity. It had to do with the advancing of an agenda that would bring Christ and Christianity with it. And that was for the good, even though those who brought it with them were, in many cases, uh, you know, persuaded, like all of us are, by sin, by evil. And it leads you to do evil things. And so you write the history of a nation. 
that has evil stuff in its background because it is inhabited by people. It's inhabited by people. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter what people that, that inhabits the place. It exists. Evil's going to exist wherever they are. Who do you think the Aztecs were killing? <laughs> Come on. Huh? Who do you think the the uh, the tribal wars back in the days of Shaka, Zulu? Who, who do you think the tribe? Who do you think he was impaling? Huh? We we have always done this to one another. The history of mankind is a story. It's a tale of pain and man's inhumanity to each other to man just it's the whole story the, the bible uh people would love to uh read the bible but they are, are are so appalled and amazed at the bloodshed and the violence and the evil that goes on in scripture scripture is simply a reflection of you and a message to you as to how to be saved from you yeah (laughs) it's you you need saving the issue is you that's my pastor would say uh james a mcmenus as he would say the issue is you Yeah, and and you you are actually being saved from your inclinations when you become a follower of Christ and and the founders and the Judeo Christian ethic and the founders of this country, even though they realized that the, that those stories that were in Scripture, they they saw those evil stories. They also saw the underlying message of salvation from yourself. How can a self governing people? be saved from themselves. And um, we have to make the decision together what to do and how to do it. We have to make those types of decisions. And hopefully they're based on moral and ethical um, substances and foundations. But what is happening and what should be... um, screamed continuously from the rooftops and and it was at one time oh no doubt 10 years ago we were screaming it from the rooftops we were uh the grassroots movement uh tea taxed enough already was screaming it from the rooftops and the media was vilifying every one of them. And I know that uh, many of you will try and say that uh, because of organizations like that, you have this thing that went on with the uh, shooting in Georgia. Not so. Those guys are idiots. Those people were idiots. And they would be idiots in any country, in any nation. Their actions would be deplorable anywhere. And they're certainly deplorable here. Because even if, as I said uh, a couple of days ago, and I'm going to say this again, and there's nobody more law and order than me. 
Huh? But to give you a, a perfect scenario, I gave it the other day. I'll give it to you again. Here it is. Burglar had, I'm coming through my front door of my house. Burglar is going out the back window of my house. I hear him or them or whatever <clears throat> going out. So I go cautiously to get my gun from its place. And uh, they're going out the window. They're out the window. They're headed down the drive and down the street. And if I go out the window and follow them down the street with my gun and shoot them, even though they have my stuff, I'm going to jail. I am going to jail. My point, even if this guy and the video plainly shows that he was doing what a lot of us do. I know I've done this a million times. I've gotten out of a, well, not a million times, I exaggerate, but, but uh, I've done this a whole bunch of times in many places around the country because, you know, you never know what you might want to do. I've gone and I've looked at who and what the builder and how they put this house together. I look at the structure, you know. My father built his own home, him and his brothers. Um, come from farmers and carpenters and people who put stuff in mechanics and people who work with their hands. My son's a mechanic, works, works with his hands. He's brilliant at it. Yeah. And um, what um, I have found is that people must, we're all, we have to work. We're in, all of us are in the same boat. And so I, I, Look at houses. Get out of my car and look at them. I don't care what neighborhood it's in. I don't. I wouldn't care. And this guy, this jogger who was shot, he wasn't doing anything stealthily. It was broad daylight. Uh, you're gonna steal something from a a web a, a work site like that. I don't think that you're going to do that in broad daylight. He was not armed. And even if he was stealing something, you still don't chase him down and attack him. Um, one of my guests said yesterday that uh, he might have served himself better if he had just stopped and waited for the police to show up. <laughs> Thank you. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe, around the globe. And I certainly want to thank all of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. The greatest nation on the face of the planet, uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known. It does appear that um, even in the Kremlin, this coronavirus is affecting um, people close to Vladimir Putin. Uh, Looks as though um, his um, spokesman, his uh, national spokesman, is hospitalized with COVID-19. It's in the White House. It's in the Kremlin. Um, We have not heard whether or not it has um, infected anyone close to President Xi in Beijing. Check check that out, Michelle. Check that one out. And see if, in fact... Um, there is any news, of course, if there, listen, you wouldn't know anyway, the same way that we don't know how many people are dead in China and we may never know. Uh, It was very plain in the the Senate hearing on uh, uh, reopening the country, of course, is underway and Dr. Fauci is um, saying that it may take a a while, um, uh, some may take some time for the vaccine to come into play, actually. Uh, You want to make sure it works. If you have a vaccine, you want to make sure it works. And the old saying, I was telling you that I come from a family of carpenters and uh, mechanics and, you know, and farmers. And in each one of those measurement, uh, the mathematical um, discipline of measuring, measurement, measurements come into play. And one of the things my grandfather always liked to say, and there was an old deacon of mine at one time, his name was uh, Deacon Wilcott, O.P. Wilcott. And he reminded me so, so much of my grandfather. And both of them had this saying. And the saying was, measure twice, cut once. 
make sure your measurement is accurate so that when you make your cut, the cut is also accurate. That way your house doesn't lean, your building doesn't lean, whatever it is you're putting together. And that's the way we have to do this vaccine. You can't rush this. You can't throw this against the wall. It has to work. Or you begin to hear things like new normal. And you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear new normal. You have, listen, folks, just, just listen. You have enough on your plate now. Now, uh, the things on your plate may not be as uh, apparent as they were when you were doing your regular routine because you had to go out and face them. Physically, face-to-face, daily. So the things on your plate may not uh, have been as apparent to you then as they are now because you're not able to take care of them, right? And then you got this to deal with. So... Who needs to work a new normal into their already hectic normal? Americans are killing themselves and are depressed and are suffering with anxiety uh, at rates that have not been experienced since the Great Depression. And no! That is not Donald Trump's fault. He had nothing to do with this outbreak. In fact, we were humming along fantastically well when we were humming along fantastically well when um, the president had to shut down the economy. We were humming along fantastically well. And then the economy shut down. Joining me now is NFL great, Super Bowl champion, a man of high and great integrity. He is a friend of mine. And I've known him now for years. And we started down... Uh, this trail uh, many years ago. He is now a congressional candidate for the 4th District in Utah, held by my friend, uh, once held by my friend, Mia Love. And I think that uh, Burgess will make an incredible candidate for Congress and is making an incredible candidate for Congress and will be a fantastic statesman there in the 4th District of Utah. Help me welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show, Burgess Owens. Thank you for joining us, man. How are you? C.L. Hey, my friend. How's it going? 
of all that, the best thing you said was Spring of CL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we go back. We do go back away, buddy. I, I really appreciate that to talk with you again. Really do. You know, Burgess, when you and I uh, were talking, uh, the type of thing that uh, we're talking now, uh, there was no walk away movement. There was no right. Blexit movement. You and I were runaways. We ran away yeah. uh, from that. And and by way of leading into telling us about your candidacy, tell us why you're running uh, for the office of Fourth District Congressional District. You know, you know, it's interesting because um, I just had this conversation recently. You know, I I, uh, I walked with the Democratic Party back in back in the Ronald Reagan days. So for me to see today that we can have this kind of conversation where literally across the country, all Americans are beginning to understand the the disastrous uh, ideology of socialism which that found itself in the Democratic Party is so it's such a refreshing thing to, to live to see today where we have this conversation. We're being called names and, uh, is not does not hurt people anymore. They're, they're they're proud to be called names by the leftists, and that's a good place to be. So, uh, I my my passion has always been has never what's it has never been to get into politics. When I left the game back in 1983 from the Raiders, my goal was in some kind of way get back to that great community that you and I grew up in. You know, not that we had the greatest opportunities, <coughs> but we had a great legacy. We had parents who taught us about love of country, God. Uh, family, respect, uh, manning up, you know, going after fear versus running from it. Those kind of things we were taught. And I saw we were losing that in our community. And that was back in 83. So uh, over the years, I finally had a chance to come out to Salt Lake City and do what I thought was my mission, my life mission, work with at-risk kids uh, in the juvenile system. And I started a foundation called Second Chance for Youth. And um, that was my mission. And it's been, it's been working out well. Young, young boys and girls come out of the juvenile system giving mentoring, giving support, giving jobs, and letting them be the, the great, uh, showing them the, the second chance our country has for them. What I realized last summer was, you know, and, and until we get the house back, these kids that work with here and the means across our country have no chance because the, the, way, the reason they're in the position they're in is because of leftist policies. We've seen it within our black community in which they turn our community upside down. There's no shame. Uh, it is an evil ideology that use, abuse, and discards anybody who trusts them. And so when I saw that this would be the opportunity, the district I'm in is between one and three of must-haves by both parties. So it's not just it's not just a running for Congress. <clears throat> I'm running in a district that could literally be the linchpin for the rest of our nation. If we win this district, we win our house. We win our house with a new freshman group that's not in there to be elitist, to be part of the problem but literally go in there to serve our country, to get our country back, put that with a nice conservative uh, Senate and our president, and we have a chance to finally win big time for all Americans. And I just can't wait to see that day. Run strong, Burgess Owens, 4th District of Utah, great state of Utah. Burgess, when you were talking about uh, your upbringing <laughs> and my upbringing, uh, ours is very, very similar um, many Americans don't believe this, but the image that, uh, even though it wasn't as grand as the Huxtable home and all that type of thing was, but many <laughs> black people uh, grew up in that type of two-parent, uh, loving, uh, get your lesson, uh, don't, and be a credit to our family. 
type of home. That's the type of uh, community that the black community was back in the day when Burgess and I grew up. And we're just a couple of years apart in age. And uh, we remember that America. And folks, when we talk about taking America back, we're not talking about taking it back to a time where there was Jim Crow or anything like that. We're talking about taking back to a time when there was something decent in the family that was going on, yeah. when there was a decent American family, white or black. Burgess, let me ask you this. Uh, scripture uh, says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of its ways. There's an instability uh, among black people. And since we're talking about uh, that segment and that demographic, there seems to be a, 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 an unstableness, a double-mindedness among them, what what do you attribute the, the that the contribution? Uh, very very similar, and I tell you, thank you for that summary, uh, CJ. I'm sorry, because what people don't recognize is that during that time that we that grew we grew up, yes, we were not exposed to the white America, but we were exposed to an environment that was really big on education, God, industry, and family. We were at that time in our nation is sixties, the fifties and sixties leading a country in terms of the growth of the middle class. So we have 40% of black Americans who are business owners. That equates to 50% of Americans across our country. Black Americans are part of the middle class. No one came close to what we were doing. So in that in that community, we had a focus on those things you just mentioned, a family name, a focus, a future. And what we, what we have to recognize today is that that history is so important, that legacy, the the uh, the acknowledgement that we had a a a gener- generation before us that were not hapless, hopeless, and wait for white people to, do, to, to give them freedom. They were doing what every community does in our country. They were commanding uh, their respect by going out there and, and whipping out anybody else who didn't believe in what they were doing. Uh, we have gotten to the point now because our history has been trained, changed by the leftists. And by the way, CJ, see, let me just say this because it's so important. It is not, and, and you, you and I have had this conversation, it has not been the white supremacists has been out, up, out down, uh, uh, taking us down. It's been the black leaders. It's those who look like us, who talk like us, who tell us that they are, they are friends. And meanwhile, they vote for every anti-American, every anti-black policy that comes past their their their, their desk because they're all about power instead of the people that, that that they should be representing. So the idea that we should know our history is so important because once we do, we recognize first of all how how much power we should have in our past but also gives a vision of what we can become and do as we people come together and work together like we've always done in the past. So um, God is a big piece of that. <laughs> you oh, yeah. mentioned the scripture. At the end of the day, our country is built on Judeo-Christian values. Once we lose the ability to have our faith, whatever that might be, we lose the essence of who our country is. And that's why we can't let the leftists, the atheists, the socialists, the Marxists, who do not believe in a God, who believe them, themselves as God, we cannot allow them to to uh, continue to run out colleges, run out government, and now call them out. We have a president, thank goodness, who's calling these people out. That's what's driving them absolutely nuts. They don't know what to do with them. So uh, we the people are going to back them up, and we're going to make sure we uh, continue our country moving in the right direction. Burgess, as you know, um, and you are one of my colleagues, we serve uh, serve on as um, a founding member of the advisory board, uh, Black Voices for Trump uh, here. And uh, it is important now that the candidates that we elect to office, the candidates that are elected to office, uh, have a clear uh, cut stand 
on the things that are important to the president and his agenda as we head toward this 2020 election. And COVID-19 is, of course, raging now. Burgess, we, we must open our uh, country up for business, but we must do it carefully. I mean, that that's understood. Yes. Give us your stand yes. on this COVID-19 reopening. Well, we, we, we ended this, uh, this process the way Americans did, putting up a, a, very, a value in life. We always put a value in life. They have no idea how bad this virus was. We did rebuild Americans. It was shut down. We, we actually had faith that the, the, the experts would tell us the right thing to do. We now understand that we can actually open up this, uh, our country, our economy, in a way that is, is safe. But recognizing this, why do we need to open up this economy? Because the middle class is what makes the country great. The most, most, most vibrant, the most successful we are, the greater American way can be shown. And what the president has done before this, this virus hit us is that finally blacks, Hispanics, Asians, veterans, teens were entering that middle class process by having jobs and opportunities and businesses. And so we need to get back to that. Know that the leftists hate our country. They hate those tenets I talked about, God, country, I mean, uh, uh, education, God, industry, and family. They hate it. So what they want to do is shut down the opportunity for the middle class to continue to grow. And we, the people, do not stand for that. We innately abhor uh, 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 tyranny. We, we hate the fact that we have governors or, or bureaucrats that tell us we can't go out and work. And what we have to do is make sure that the we, the people, understand how to do these things. We're smart enough to figure out how to take the information we have, open businesses in a safe way, and those who do it best will attract the most customers. Those customers who feel safe and secure and, and, and service will continue to come out and, and buy their wares, and that will continue to have our country continue to, continue, to, continue to grow. So we need to understand that we're up against the enemy. It's an enemy that doesn't go to sleep, that doesn't stop, that takes advantage of every crisis. And, and as as they see a way to win our win in 2020 to get back their power, understand who they are and, and, and see what's great about our history. We know what these people are like. We know what this ideology looks like because we've seen it. We've seen what's done, the damage done to a great community. We cannot let that happen to our country. And by the way, uh, my, my website is Burgess for Utah. This is a national uh, initiative. I mean, it's a national. Uh, we, we have to make sure we get our house back. Well, it's not just District 4. It's actually a district that, again, could be the linchpin. So for those who are listening in, tune into my website, support any way you can. Obviously, we're going up against the Democrat who said he was moderate, but he voted at 90% with Pelosi, Schiff, AOC, you name them. And they're nothing, they're nothing but a hard-left socialist party that, that does everything they can to demean our middle class and hurt our American people across the board. Burgess, stay with me for uh, through the break, this short break. I want you to give the website and tell folks how to get in contact with you uh, for the long run um, so that they can bring you to their uh, churches, synagogues or uh, places of worship uh, to speak to them about this message that you're so articulate in bringing Burgess Owens, uh, former NFL great Super Bowl champion and now Congress congressional candidate for Congress, 4th District, Utah, is my special guest. We'll return with him in just a moment. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Uh, and certainly, certainly I'm glad that you've come aboard with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here daily. Don't go anywhere. 
I'll be right back. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth even. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. You coast to coast and border to border throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. Thank you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Hey, friends, so those of you particularly uh, in New York City traveling through Times Square, which is beginning to wake up uh, a little bit and is still a ghost town compared, uh, look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not building and the Red State Talk billboard is right there above Ripley's, believe it or not. In every hour, uh, the C.L. Bryant show does pop up there on that uh, billboard, one block from where we drop the big ball. And old C.L.'s face looking right back at you there in Times Square. It's a great day in the USA because of people like you. And I want to thank my special guest, Burgess Owens for being on with me today. We were talking about his congressional race. He is uh, saying that that particular uh, uh, congressional seat could, in fact, be a linchpin and a bell cow for the rest of uh, America. And so we're going to continue with him. Burgess Owens, tell us how to get in touch with you and if someone's inclined to do it how do they support your campaign okay it's uh Burgess, the number four utah.com and i would love for anyone to uh uh to keep across the country your, your audience if anything you can you can spare this time to help us to make sure we, we're fighting up against uh, uh ben mcadam he has a three million dollar war chest because he's not happy to fight against anyone it's from the leftists across the country so my thought is we can get our american people supporting uh, this candidacy, and we'll, we'll knock them out and get our house back. Uh, if I can say this, I have a quick, quick minute. What I love, uh, see, you know, what, what we talk about, you and I, that's why I, I love our friendship so much when we had that background. We were taught about courage of conviction, critical thinking skills, to have a conversation like this and debate to win our country back. We had loyalty for family, and most importantly, we had a, 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 a love for work. And that's what we're seeing our American people. It's innate within us. We love to work. And if somebody tells us we can't work, it's like telling us we can't, we can't dream. We can't own. We can't overcome. 
and that's not within our nature. So I'm so excited about this opportunity to have this conversation when it's all said and done with Republicans and independents and Democrats do not trust the left. They will use, abuse, and discard anyone who trusts them. I don't care who you are. If you're a Democratic business owner, they want your, your company, they want your business to fail so they can win in November. That's the heartless nature of the leftists. When you have no God, you have no empathy, no love, no care for anyone else. And that's what we're seeing firsthand. And it's a great thing for us to talk about when it's all said and done. You know, uh, Burgess, I hear my grandfather's voice <clears throat> saying uh, when he caught me uh, – uh, not doing a task the way that I'm supposed to do it. Uh, a man don't work, shouldn't eat. Man don't work, shouldn't eat. You know, he, he would say that. And so, and so that, that, in, that innate thing, that, that inherent thing that uh, my father and my grandfather put in uh, us uh, is to work. And you're right, man. Uh, just not being able to go and exercise my craft uh, even go go and just do stuff, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's not good. I was never an inside yeah. child. I was a kid who had to be outside. Burgess, let's talk about this for just a second. Um, both of us, uh, and folks, you're listening to both uh, men of who are Americans who happen to be black in this country. We are uh, Christian in our convictions, and uh, I want you to understand that both of us are products of the black family, the black community, and we have experienced segregated schools. You're listening to two men expressing our opinions who are Americans who happen to be black in this country and who came out of black families who are not calling our women B's and, 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 and H's. Uh, we're, we're not doing that. We're and we've never done that. We've never right. done that. We were, our families were not about that. And that's what we're yep. trying to get back to. Burgess, let me ask you this. The, or let, just comment on this. Okay. When, you, when you and I were in school, we had black teachers, male and female black teachers. There was one thing that I knew for certain. You and I have talked about this before. There was one thing that I knew for certain coming from that black teacher to me that he or she wanted me to succeed. They were invested in my success. Is that an accurate statement? Has that changed? <laughs> what, what, what do you say? Very, very accurate. And I'll tell you something. Uh, it's interesting because in, in my community, that again, let our country grow up middle class, let our country men committed to marriage over 70%, let our country men and entrepreneurs over 40%, and then the truth aid in college. So every message, no matter where they came from, was you can do it in this country. Matter of fact, let me show you how to do it. We'll show you how to work, how to be disciplined. And one thing that I knew uh, going, uh, and you, I'm sure you recognize this, coming through my own entry, boy, if I ever got in trouble with my teacher, it was no hope for me when I got home. <laughs> I was in trouble at home. I was in trouble. And there's nothing I can say. No, no, the, the no. The message had already gotten there, brother. The message had already gotten no. there. And also, if you messed up at church, and your mom and dad uh, were, were, they had sent you to church, uh, to some kind of child's or youth meeting, and you acted up at church. By the time you got home from that youth meeting, the news had already gotten home, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's the home. And, and that's when we talk about respect, uh, we can't we can't highlight that enough. No respect for God, for country, but respect for women, respect for family. I mean, you get we just learn to discipline ourselves. You never thought about disrespecting your adults. Just, just do it. 
Uh, and if, even the thought coming through your mind, you were going to get in trouble with it. So it was old school. It was actually what coaches did across our country. It was the American way. And what we have to understand, Bill, this is what we've been under, under attack for decades. We, we send our good kids that we work hard. We send them to, to college and they come back a little marxist. People hate our country, hate God, don't think we've ever done anything right. And that's what we're fighting against. These guys, they're like little termites. They're cowards. They're bullies. They never, they never show up in the, in the light of day. They always hide behind the scenes, whether it be white hood, black mask, in a deep bureaucracy where they get jobs and nobody can fire them, or whether it be getting uh, um, in college where they, they, they cannot get fired. These people are cowards and bullies. They don't. And, and, and so we need to understand this and come, come together as Americans, have this conversation. No matter what party we're part of, it's all about our kids. It's all about our future. And let's put aside the divisiveness that they want to have us go through focus on education, industry, faith, and family. Those four tenets will allow us to come together, have conversations that will help us to win once again. And we can also point out who our true enemy is. Socialist, Marxist, bullies, and cowards. They always go against us and trying right now to take down our country and our, and our president. And I tell you, it's going to be great to see us come out of this process on, on, on the upside of it. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Burgess, tell everybody once again how to get in touch with you and how to engage with you and how to contribute to you if they're so inclined. Okay. Go to BurgessForUtah.com. You'll see my information there. you see videos, my interviews. And just remember all things, friend of CL. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all God right. bless you and God <laughs> keep sure. you is my prayer for you. Continue to fight the good fight. Burgess Owens there in the 4th Congressional District of Utah. He is my friend, and he'll be yours, too. Thank you, man, for being on with me. Talk to you soon. Thank you, you, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show, coast-to-coast, border-to-border. Burgess Owens was my special guest. And, uh, hey, friends, I got to tell you, there is a class of 2020 that is going to be so good. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, there's a word that Burgess used. I always pay attention to the words people use. Um, and I, I believe the words, of course, words have meaning. And, you know, of course they do. But um, <clears throat> when people are expressing themselves, sometimes they'll use a word that is not, you don't hear regularly. And um, the word termite is one of those words. The word termite is one of those words you don't hear regularly. Um, and he used that word, and I, it made me think that there is a termite-like infestation in our nation right now that's eating away at us. Yeah. Pardon me. <clears throat> and uh, my goodness, I don't now that I don't understand. I I, um, I did have it though for a while in Louisiana. I think it's the allergies um, uh, seasons. And man, I tell you, things have bloomed out here in Denver. And uh, allergies are incredible. Although I do have my sense of taste and smell, so I'm in good shape. In fact, I am starving to death right now. But anyway, there is a termite. <laughs> Eating away at the fiber 
of um, our nation. I want to talk about it uh, at the on the home stretch, the home stretch of the show. What is that termite? It's eating at you. It's eating at me. Uh, you don't want to admit that this is what the termite actually is. Yeah, but this is what it is. I'm gonna. I want to tell you what the termite that's eating away at the very core, the foundation of our nation. Um, is at the bottom of the hour. My guest coming up at the um, top of after the top of the hour <clears throat> will be Paris Denard. Paris Denard, one of the communication directors for the Trump campaign, uh, one of my colleagues, Black Voices for Trump, founding member of the advisory board, Black Found Black Voices for Trump, and uh, incredible uh, intellectual. Uh, man that I admire and certainly love to have on the show to give us an update on what's going on with the campaign and how you can help, how you can become a part of uh, the largest campaign in the history of campaigns in America, uh, the Trump campaign. Oh, there's <clears throat> Latinos for Trump, there's Catholics for Trump, there's Evangelicals for Trump, there's Blacks for Trump, women for Trump, uh, there's uh, you know, uh, Trump, people for Trump everywhere. It's the largest campaign in the history of campaigns in America. Are you hearing me? Become a part of it. Oh, I know you have a lot of haters and so forth. You know. I know you have a lot of haters. You know, and so forth who uh, just don't like certain personalities because it reminds them of somebody they hated in high school or junior high or somebody who took their lunch money when they were in elementary school. <laughs> you, know, you know, maybe they maybe they sounded like, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why people don't like somebody just on without knowing them. It's never made sense to me not to like somebody without getting to know them, okay? So, you know, I look at how they get to where they got. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. Our flagship station, Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in the nation and the most listened to around the globe. And I want you to be certain, especially if you're traveling through um, Times Square there in New York City, which is beginning to wake up. Not quite what it was, not quite what it was, but it's beginning to wake up. But if you're traveling through Times Square, look there and you'll see the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. And above Ripley's is the Red State Talk billboard in every hour. The C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there, about a block from where they drop the big ball. And uh, old C.L.'s face looking right back at you there in Times Square. And thank you so much for making our show so popular throughout uh, the Fruited Plains. And uh, by all means, go uh, and check us out uh, at freedomworks.org. Uh, check me out on Twitter at uh, C. Rev, R-E-V, C-L, Brian. And, of course, you can go to the website, C-L, Brian. But freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org is where most of my activity is. And I want to bring on board with me now someone who I am very proud to be uh, associated with and yoked to uh, in the cause of getting uh, reelected, President Donald John Trump. He is incredibly articulate and adept at expressing his views on why this president should be reelected and how uh, the black vote should affect that reelection. He is one of the campaign uh, communications directors. He is one of my colleagues, Black Voices for Trump. Paris Denard, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Well, thank you for having me. It's, a, it's, it's indeed a pleasure to be on with you and your listeners again today. Thank you so much, Paris, for being there. Now, let's jump right into this conversation, Paris, and let us talk about how and why people should be involved uh, even now in the midst of what we are looking at as a tragedy, a crisis, whatever you might want to call this uh, COVID-19 assault on America. Tell us why. We must coalesce and form around the reelection of Donald John Trump. Well, Reverend Bryant, it's so important for us to always be engaged in, in every election, not just presidential elections, but also the midterm elections. Uh, the president tweeted out uh, support for uh, uh, special elections happening today uh, in the state of California. Uh, and so we, we have to just be mindful that Every election is important, but this election is, is, is of particular importance because when you look at the state of the nation with the impact of the coronavirus, with all of the economic turmoil that's happening and the physical health um, uh, issues that are uh, plaguing many communities, especially communities of color, and then when you look at the mental uh, health of the nation right now, we need to be rest- we need to be assured that the leader that we put in office for the next four years has not only the track record of 
leading the nation effectively through times of crisis, uh, but has the wherewithal, the skills, the team, and the policies and, and, and the records of actually doing things to get the economy moving. Uh, and we need to have a, a leader that we can trust and that has a proven track record of keeping his word. That Those three principles uh, all align with one leader, and that's Donald J. Trump. And when you look at President Trump juxtaposed to uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, there's no question in terms of leadership. While Vice President Biden has been uh, trying to, uh, quote unquote, lead his campaign through the, at, in his basement of his house in, in, in I think, Delaware, uh, he has not put forth anything that's new, that is refreshing, that is actually going to be able to do anything close to what President Trump has already done these past four years and what he's doing right now. The things that Vice President Biden proposes, President Trump is already doing, especially as it relates to COVID-19. And so it's important for us to really focus right now. The RNC put together a website, which I encourage your listeners to go to, called protectthevote.com, hashtag protectthevote, because Democrats right now are, are, are proposing this upcoming election in November to be all mail-in ballots. And we know, uh, John Fund just put an op-ed out in National Review, we know that mail-in ballots, uh, mail-in voting, uh, a, a total mail-in voting system was going to be ripe with uh, fraud, abuse, and, and even ballot harvesting, which means you have, Demo- you have operatives going door-to-door in a, in a pandemic, uh, getting the ballots and taking those ballots, and, and, and hopefully, you know, we hope, that they will get to the place that they're supposed to go to be counted. You know, there's, so we have to look at what the Democrats and what the extreme left is doing and trying to do in this election, trying to sow seeds of discourse, trying to sow seeds of fear, uh, distort the media's distorting facts about what is happening uh, and what people are actually saying on national airwaves and only recanting when they're called out on it. This is why the election, Reverend Biden, is so important, because so much of that stays. Paris, let me ask you this, and I want you to respond to this. Uh, the state of a nation, I, you use those words, that phrase, and it's very important. Only uh, I, I want to deal with it uh, more precisely in the state of black America. Paris, mm-hmm. black America was sailing along very well uh, under the administration of Donald J. Trump. The economy comes to an abrupt halt america begins to suffer it has been said and i do believe in some cases accurately so that when uh, america sneezes black america gets the cold and this is america definitely sneezing or going through whatever it is and black america paris that was sailing along is now not sailing anymore we have to get this back and 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 into focus why is this so important to us as the black community as black americans to see this president back in the saddle well you know reverend bryant when you know, I'm, I'm from phoenix and, and the expression we used to use out in phoenix it is when black america when, when when america gets the cold black america gets the flu uh, gets pneumonia <laughs> so it's, it's even dire it's even more dire and i think that your point is so very very important because it is true the facts show this president was presiding over the, some of the best economic times that we had ever seen as a community meaning the community uh the black community record low unemployment reducing the 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 the, the, the gap between 
whites and blacks and looking in terms of uh, the, the, the really important issue of poverty in America, getting more and more off of the poverty rolls and, and moving people into uh, prosperity, things were happening like never before. And it was thanks because of President Trump, but because of no fault of their own. It wasn't because they weren't smart. It wasn't because they weren't talented. It wasn't because these smart, talented, faith-centered, ambitious, entrepreneurial Black Americans did anything wrong. It was because the, the government had to shut down the economy to save lives. But now we're at a point that we need to reopen the government. If you can go to your grocery store safely, if you can go to Walmart and Target safely, and certainly you can go to your Black-owned business. You can go to the nail salon, the hair salon, the barbershop, the clothing store, the boutique, the dent, the Black-owned dis- the dentist office, all of these things across the board that small businesses in the Black community uh, have to offer. We should be able to go and support those because we know the black small business owner, the black small business are the not only the bedrock and the foundation of America's economy, but also the black community. So thankfully, uh, we have a president who understands this and wants to empower uh, the states and the local officials, rightfully so because of federalism, to put in place smart, data-based, health-focused uh plans, and he put together a three-phase plan to reopen the economy. I hope that Black America listens and says our president is fighting for them to get the economy going so that the the, the combination of resources that have been given, the economic stimulus as $1,200 uh, for uh, individual Americans, coupled with the PPP, Paycheck Protection Program, uh, or the I. Uh, EIDL, emergency loan to SBA, or, or the unemployment benefit of an additional $600. All of these things are okay, are helpful, and they have helped. But nothing can compare to having your business open at 100% capacity so that you can do the work that you need to do to put food on the table for your children You're absolutely and for right. your families. You're absolutely right, folks. I got to tell you something. I miss my barber. I miss my barber. Yeah. And uh, and it's something just that simple. You know, you you miss them. And so so we have to open this thing up because he's suffering, too. He has to go back to work. He has to work and so forth. But but this is the thing, Paris. Tell everybody how to uh, get in touch with you, how to bring you to where they are, and uh, how to engage with the campaign. Yeah, that's a very good question, Brian. I thank you for asking it. Uh, I am primarily on Twitter, and my Twitter account is at Paris Denard, at P-A-R-I-S-D-E-N-N-A-R-D. I have a website, parisdenard.com. But I would also encourage people to get involved with the, the Trump campaign and Black Voices for Trump. If you feel that you we want information, if you feel that this nation is worth fighting for, and you think President Trump is the person to do it, and, and you want to learn more about what he's doing for the black community, what he will do for the black community, text WOKE, W-O-K-E, WOKE to 88022. That's text WOKE to 88022. And you can just go to the uh, you can get information and sign up there, or you can go to the website, DonaldJTrump.com, and there's a coalitions uh, tab. And I love this coalitions tab because it has Black Voices for Trump, but it has Women for Trump and Latinos for Trump and Women for Trump, entrepreneurs and veterans for Trump. Whatever the things that you are most passionate about or what you identify with, 
there's a, there's a coalition there for you to get engaged with. To be if so, if you're a Black American, you're also a veteran, and you're a, and you're a mother. Sign up for all three of those because we want you to be engaged in every single way. Because even during COVID nineteen, Reverend Bryant, as you very well know, the campaign, the RNC, has gone a hundred percent digital online. And so we're having regular ways for people, the Trump Victory Leadership Initiative with the RNC and the, the Trump online events that are happening every evening. There's ways to be engaged, ways to be involved. And I thank you for giving your audience opportunity to do just that. God bless and keep you, Paris, in your efforts. Text WOKE88022, uh, 88022. And uh, folks, WOKE, you must stay WOKE at this point in time. Yes. Paris Bernard has uh, come on board with me here today uh, to share that with you. And again, continue to fight the good fight Paris Denard, I know that you will because you are. And I encourage all of you, join me. Uh, go to Black Voices for Trump. You know, f- hook up with us there. Friday here in Colorado, I'll be conducting uh, a Black Voices for Trump gathering. And uh, we'll all Zoom in and become a part of that. So so um, um, become a part of a movement. It is a movement. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, or even Facebook. And hashtag always, hashtag Black Voices, F-O-R, Trump, Black Voices for Trump. Thank you, Paris. God bless you and God keep you is my my prayer. Thank you. Bye-bye, sir. I'm C.L. and this is the C.L. Bryant Show. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we uh, build a bridge to conversation daily right here on the C, pardon me, L. Bryant Show on the C. L. Bryant Show. And, uh, hey, it's important now that all of us, all of us, we're going to push, we're going to put you back into it now. You're going to start pushing this wagon. <laughs> this wagon, just, listen, this wagon is, is, is heavier now. We got to get it over this hill. We got, you got, you got to, you got to push now. You got to push it. Because we can get over, if we can get over this hill, we'll be, we'll be okay for a while until, you know, hey, we got to put the brakes on this thing. Uh, we don't know when it's going to go downhill again, uh, but we get over this hill, we have some smooth ground to, to travel across for a while. I don't know how bumpy or how rocky this is going to be, but the state of America is certainly important um, to all of us. In the state of black America, Paris and Art and I were uh, discussing how the state of Black America, it's it's true, it's true. Uh, and he he said when America has a cold, you know, Black America has flu, pneumonia, is worse. You know, it's true when America sneezes, you know, Black Black America gets cold. It, 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 as far as economics is concerned, it's true that that. Since, and sure, there's examples of, you know, of of it everywhere, you know, of myself being one of them. And many, many, many others around the nation who are black in America who have um, succeeded in in various ways and made their marks in various ways. Uh, Many. But on on average, on a whole, as far as the uh, uh, production 
of outstanding industrialists or businessmen or, or, or so forth, you know, out of our, our people, we uh, are not on par, at parity with the rest of the ethnicities in this country. There, there is a gap there that's not good. We want to, to change that. We want to change that. Yeah. And so we will because we need to because there is a termite is eating away at America. It will continue to eat away at us if we don't take control of it. When I come back, I I want to start uh, our conversation together on what that termite that's eating away at America is all about. Black people, we were sailing along. Uh, America, we were sailing along. We were doing good. And then this happened. (laughs) And black America was really beginning to sit upright and pay attention to why they were beginning to do so well. And then this happened. And that termite that's eating away at us, at America, in many ways is eating away at um, those who had just gotten on their feet it's eating away at them even more because uh, it's easy when you're down not to expect to get up. But once you get up and you're, you're standing up and you're, you're even moving forward, it's like having the wind knocked out of you when you find yourself in the, in the hole again. And no $1,200 stimulus. Oh, yeah, that's good money. I mean, yeah, it's all right. Um, I, you know, of course, I don't. I'm not getting one. I'm getting you know, stimulus, but that is unsustainable. We'll talk soon. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. <laughs> Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. 
CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. And want to thank all of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge toward, um, and build a bridge to conversation uh, right here on the CL Bryant Show daily. Every day, 12 noon, 12.05 in the east until 2 p.m. in the east. Come along with us. For the first time, uh, we have now seen uh, the... Um, termite um, type of reaction to the termite that is infecting our American society. We're seeing the reaction. We're seeing the first time the spacing that's going on everywhere. What causes that? Now, some are not as conscious of how easily it is to jerk our chain and make us aware of this termite and also make us very much um, how shall I say make us very much uh, in um, oh what's the word aware that the termite is inside what is the term? It's fear. That's, that's why you have the mask on, you understand. That's why you have the spacing. That's why you're in your home. That's why our nation is at a standstill. Is because of fear. And that termite fear, if it goes unchecked it becomes and it, it, it was it, I mean, at the very outset of all of this it, it, it did create hysteria and you still can't find alcohol in the, uh, in, the local, in the local Walmart you had to find that at Walgreens and they lent it to you to you know the bottle <laughs> you can't find it it's fear it's fear. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not rightly placed. It is. But we have to do what is necessary to live in the midst of uh, fearful times. We must do what's necessary uh, to have and maintain our liberty and freedom, even though it may be dangerous to do it. We must have dangerous freedom because we cannot tolerate peaceful slavery. We cannot and not remain Americans. We can have it. If you want that, that's what you can have. But the operative word is not even peaceful, it's slavery. Oh, yeah, there's always a price to letting go and letting others do for you. And the price is usually the fact that they can tell you what you're going to do because you've relinquished your responsibility to yourself. 
And that's exactly what the platform of Democrats has always been. Let us take care of this for you. Let us take care of you for you. Because we know better what's better for you than you do, don't we? That's what I could not stand about um, what was about to take place in the NAACP. Now, you know, I understand that there are certain bylaws and guidelines and all that type of thing to organizations, but, you know, the organization is founded to be nonpartisan, right? But they were beginning to adopt a part of a, a very partisan platform and wanting me to preach it, to minister it. And I refused to minister the doctrine of uh, tell them um, pro-choice is okay. I wouldn't do it. I knew the detriment. I knew the detriment that it causes to the black community. Yeah. And see, the government kept feeding folks who were having children. He gave them more money. And so the incentive is to have more children. Oh, black women didn't necessarily have to have more children. They had more children because it was, it was uh, economic gain in that. But now, that was then, but now is the termite eating away at us. The termite is fear. We're afraid. We're afraid of each other. We're afraid of things. Although there are some people who don't seem to be afraid at all. And they seem very happy in their ignorance. And if ignorance is truly bliss, then they are the... the uh, most blissful people on earth. You know who they are? The homeless. I was down around Union Station uh, here in Denver uh, just the other day, just yesterday. They were like uh, birds on a wire. They were everywhere. They were just jammed. They were like seals on a beach. Red, yellow, black, white, uh, you know, they were all gathered together, sharing cigarettes. Uh, no, I, there were no, I, I didn't, I may have seen five masks. Why all of them are not stretched out on the street dead, I will never know. Why all of us who have gone into Walmart various times are stretched out dead I'll never know will the infection rate rise seems to be happening in places that are opening up um, they're closing down the South Florida Beach um, had opened up but after a week they shut it back down because of the infection that was going on what are we facing here the termite is eating away at us because we're, we're fearing also is legitimate because it's un, we're, we're traveling into the unknown fear. It's a termite eating away at us, so we have to uh, learn to corral it. And you know the best way, I think, to do that? The best way to corral this type of fear, my friends, the best way to do it 
is to move forward cautiously but courageously. The herd is being thinned out and the herd is also being immuned at this point in time. And even though we have Dr. Fauci and uh, you know the president's um, coronavirus task force in place, this is just my own observation and my own uh, expression to you. This is my expression to you. I believe that what I just told you is a, a surge throughout our population. I'm talking about the uh, effects, the the infection of, of uh, coronavirus. I think it is like our throughout our population is going to be just like uh, traveling through a herd of cattle. Uh, sheep, pigs, what have you, puppies, what have you. Those who survive are going to survive, and those who are not, and they're not. And that could mean a lot of things. But I think the only way that we're really going to get past this is once we've all been exposed to it. And um, if that is not incentive, for you to boost in every way possible your immune system. And if the government is uh, wanting to invest in anything, they need to send out, um, you know, immune system booster um, recommendations as far as things we can buy at discount uh, in stores or just recommendations, whatever, so that America's immune system is boosted against the effects of this, even while they're developing um, the... Uh, serum for it. Because, quite frankly, folks, quite frankly, um, I feel as though, it's just me talking, my opinion, I feel as though the herd is already um, well past containment as far as spreading this is concerned. I think we're well, well past containment. And I think those who get it are going to get it. And those who are going to survive it are going to survive it. And those who are not, they're not. And so it's high time you start boosting your immune systems so that at least you're strong in the midst of all of this. Yeah. And so, um, my fellow Americans, that termite that's eating away at us, at all of us, whether you are consciously aware of it, but there is a uh, fear and it's innate, it's inherent uh, among uh, the species, you know. But every time there has been an outbreak of anything on this earth that has inspected this planet, um, the strong has, have survived it, and the weak have not, and we've gone on. And that's the way of the world. And as awful as it may sound, the strong survive. So strengthen yourself. Strengthen yourself against uh, this thing because now it's it's going it's it, I have a feeling it's going to knock on just about every family door. I mean, not knock on you in particular, uh, but I think it's going to knock on every family door. I think every family in this country is going to be affected by coronavirus. It's going to be a fact. If there is a new normal, it's going to be a fact of our life. But once it's in. And uh, we're exposed, and it will go out, 
and um, however that works, I think our human um, structure, immune structure will be stronger as we pass it down to our future generations. And so um, Pennsylvania uh, DA's um, office, let's see, is threatening to will not prosecute businesses um, that defy stay-at-home orders. That's what will overcome the termite. That is the uh, RIDX, or whatever you want to call it, of termites in America, in the American psyche, is our defiance of what we know is okay for us. And, 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 and that's a part of self-governing. I want you to understand that. Self-governing governing is the courage to take the responsibility for yourself and your community. If you know that you are not safe, if you know that you're not going to practice, do not open up. We got to do it cautiously, but we got to do it. So I applaud uh, these um, Pennsylvania DAs, a growing number of them, who are not prosecuting, will not prosecute businesses who open in defiance of statutes and laws that have been put in place by Pennsylvania governors. And they're going to do it. And, and believe it or not, I know that people that, you know, jump all up and down and say, you shouldn't be saying that, CL, you're encouraging, you know, the spread of this virus, you know, by saying stuff like this. But I'm not. Uh, I applaud Americans who will not bow down, but cautiously uh, move forward, uh, understanding that freedom and liberty are dangerous propositions, but they can be taken away from you by the comfort of peaceful slavery, which is unsustainable in our situation. We just can't sustain it. We're wealthy, and yeah, America could go on down the road, but do you know that if we don't do something fast, we will be irreconcilably damaged economically, irreconcilably damaged. And the pain of that will be passed down through the generations as well. And coronavirus uh, will still be around. So let's courageously, um, selflessly, cautiously, above all, move forward. Because if masks work, why close businesses if they work? And if they don't work, why are we forced to wear them? Huh? You come into my place of business, if the mask works, then there's no need for me to close down, is it? Especially if you come in and you got to put some hand sanitizer in your hand. You come in my business, that's what you got to do. Big old sign right there. Sterilize everything. Everything you touch in there. Uh, you can touch them with that sterilized hand or that sterilized cloth. You know. 
If the masks work, there's no reason for business to close down. But if they don't work, uh, there's no reason um, to force us to wear them, is there? Beaches open one week. South Florida closed at the end of the week because the number of COVID infections were going up. We're smart enough to do that. The herd is being um, immunized by exposure. And if you think it's... um, um, going to help not to uh, open up again, I think you're wrong. I think you think you open up carefully. Uh, Dr. Fauci is saying that. Of course, all of them are saying that. Fauci's a little bit more reluctant than the others, but he's saying that. But you got to be careful. Just be careful. Let's get back to our lives because this peaceful slavery thing is not going to work. Ain't gonna work for me. And I will not bow down. I will not conform uh, to it. And, uh, I don't know how long uh, it's gonna take for the uh, anti serum, anti virum. I mean, the uh, serum to be on 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 board. But um, until then, we can't remain idle because we tend to remain that way. And um, it's going to take some time. We want to do it right. But we can't be sheep at the same time. We'll be bold Americans as we are. And go about enjoying who we are in our way. That's the thing. We have, we, we have to go back and do it our way. Um. Tesla's saying they're going to leave California if things don't reopen real soon. They're going somewhere where they can open up. That's the spirit and that's the mood in America right now. That, my friends, above all, is truly the American way. I'll be back shortly with home stretch of the C.L. Bryant show and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along as we build a bridge. Be right back. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America.
CL back with you on this great day in the USA. <clears throat> Thank you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation daily right here on the CL Bryant Show. You know, stuff like this that I'm about to share with you doesn't help. And I admire the talent of this guy, but... Um, these guys, it's not a touch with, with who we are. Jim Carrey, uh, you know, he does this painting. And all of you, you know, Jim Carrey, Truman Show, Saturday Night Live, Jim Carrey, uh, Roger, Rab- what is it, Roger Rabbit, all of that type of thing. But new painting, he paints now. Um, and the painting is a depiction of the Grim Reaper being jealous of President Donald Trump over the coronavirus. Yeah. Reaper officially jealous of Trump and GOP's ability to double the death rate. Yeah. A GOP's ability to double the death rate. It's that kind of thing that I'm talking about. You see, you see what I'm saying? It's that kind of thing that doesn't make any sense. The Democrats had nothing to do with Corona. The Republicans had nothing to do with Corona. I know that the Democrats want to exploit Corona and put in some some bills, uh, attach some pork into things that would help you you out, help small businessmen out, help us out. They want to exploit it, but they didn't invent it. They didn't bring it here, and Trump didn't either. So let's stop that find a way out of this and get back to the, the things that really matter and that's our infrastructure and uh, business business doing business I I really 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 want to sit across from someone and uh, have um, dinner lunch you know whatever to talk to people in that type of setting again we must take it back we must take back our nation cautiously, carefully. And I do think that herd immunity is going to be um, probably the, the best way to go. We all just might as well just get it. And, and uh, except for those who are, uh, you know, knowing that you're going to kill you if you've got it. Uh, and there might be these tests of your likelihood of dying from something like this. If you can do a physical profile or some type of profile of your your health, you know, and we're, that will be the new normal is is understanding how healthy we are from this point on. You can you know, that's not a bad normal to to have, but this spending that we're doing, do you realize that if Bernie Sanders Sanders or Ocasio Cortez or Elizabeth Warren had become Hillary Clinton had become president of the United States? Uh, they could not possibly have spent as much money as we have spent on this in the last two months, three weeks, four weeks. They couldn't have possibly have spent it. 
They couldn't have possibly have given America that much money. We are out of control here. We're spiraling. You feel it. We all feel it. We're out of control here. So um, let's regain it. And the best way to do it is, of course, the the virus uh, the serum vaccine will come up, will come forward. But that's got to work. You just can't throw something against the wall. It's got to work. And we've got to work. So we're between the proverbial rock and a hard place. But we shall survive. We'll go on as far as that is concerned. Um, we need to keep the pensions out of the Chinese market. We cannot trust them any longer. And, we, of course, we should never have trusted them. Begin with, I don't think we did. It was just so easy to get money from them. They, want, they wanted to play so much with us that they were willing to pay to play. But now we've come to a point where uh, the president has to take the moves to keep uh, various pensions out of the hands of uh, the Chinese market. Um, President Donald Trump now has taken uh, the first step toward keeping an estimated $4.5 billion in pension funds for U.S. government employees and the military out of Chinese market. Can you imagine the fiasco that can occur uh, if the Chinese decide to wreck that in some way or another? Yeah, in making a dramatic move, um, it was on Monday night, um, first predicted in uh, Newsmax on May 1st, White House National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien and National Economic Council uh, Chairman Larry Kudlow wrote Secretary Larry, um, uh, Secretary of Labor Eugene Scalia late Monday informing him that the President opposes any investment by the Thrift Savings Plan, TSP, in Chinese equities. Uh, This action would impose the retirement funds to significant and unnecessary economic risk, and it would channel federal employees' money to companies that present significant national security and humanitarian concerns because they operate in violation of U.S. sanction laws and assist the Chinese government efforts to build its military and oppress religious minorities, O'Brien said. And so the investment of any labor funds like that into uh, the Chinese economy, uh, the president is is encouraging uh, them not to do. So there you go. The Cold War is definitely on. It's being waged uh, between China and America. When does it turn hot? They usually do over time, but uh, not this time. Uh, all of us are now trying to survive um, here with this COVID-19 to cope with it, to uh, wrestle it to the ground and subdue it. That's what we're busy trying to do, but make no mistake, the Chinese are still moving forward with their plans to dominate the world. When you're one quarter of the world's population with that Genghis Khan type of uh, spirit inside of you, as many of us have throughout the world, you know, Genghis 
was prolific. Um, but the Chinese have a pretty good dose of that. You sort of want to take over stuff. Quietly and violently. Violently if necessary. And so, uh, all I'm saying is, folks, all I want you to be aware of is that this is no joke. This is no uh, laughing matter as far as what we're we're facing, what we're about to face. Um, the Chinese must be held accountable for their actions. It, it points more and more to the fact that they purposely did this. Uh, uh, Wunan is, I think, is closed down now because the virus is flaring up again, and and that's what we're um, just hearing now. You're hearing that Wunan, Wuhan, is uh, to test eleven all eleven million residents after new virus cases are cropping up, and uh, so Wuhan. When they're reporting that, that you're, we're actually hearing that, and we're hearing that in a from a China who has a closed uh, environment. I'm sure that leaked out. So, what's really going on over there? What's really happening over there? We don't know. But we do know that we as Americans will by necessity need to overcome fear. We know that the strong is going to survive either way it goes. Either way it goes, you cannot stay pent up in your house. You'll get weak and die anyway. Hey, whether you're elderly, whoever you are, you got to get out and get some sunshine. You got to get exercise. You got to get a. We got to have relationships. You'll die mentally. That's what's happening to a lot of Americans. That's what's happening to with the suicide and the depression and the anxiety that is happening here in this country right now. People are dying mentally. They're not stimulated mentally. Yeah, many of us are becoming like that uh, pent up puppy or that you leave at home who misses you what does he do he starts tearing up stuff he starts chewing on stuff folks uh, the alcohol consumption the uh, drug rate uh, marijuana use all of that is, is, is up 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 depression all of that anxiety it's up 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 suicide up 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 in this country, we don't know what to do with ourselves because we're intended to be doing things with ourselves out and about, living our lives. That's what we're intended to be doing. So we must get back to doing that. I um, want to thank each and every one of you. I want to um, look forward to everyone I'll be talking to via the web uh, today and um, um, Friday I'll be on the web uh, with you again and uh, just check us out Black Voice for Trump or today I'll be with uh, some activists from Freedom Works and uh, on the web and I look forward to speaking to them or helping us to 
stay motivated. Go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and become a part of the movement. And I want to thank each and every one of you <clears throat> for being there and helping us build the bridge to conversation daily. Pardon my throat uh, here today. Uh, building the conversation daily is our job. It's what we do. I want to thank our stations who carry us, particularly our fat flagship station, Red State Talk Radio. I want to thank uh, Loving Liberty for having us uh, in their fold, uh, too, and all the terrestrials who um, have us in replay on um, their shows throughout the, the their um, platforms throughout the nations. Um, friends, um, we must take control. Again, we're still in charge of ourselves. We're still in charge of this country. Um, liberty or tyranny, liberty or tyranny are still the choices that are before us. There's no question about it. It's got to be. It's got to be the choice. You've got to make the choice. It's going to be liberty or tyr- tyranny. Liberty is always going to be dangerous. Tyranny will always tyranny will always lead to slavery. Liberty maintaining it will always be dangerous. Tyranny will always lead you to slavery. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank Him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our rights to speak our minds. And until I'm able to speak to you again, I'm CL, and my heartfelt desires that God will bless and keep you all.